Good evening, and welcome to this week's episode of This Week's Episode. I am your host, Evan Goldstein, and with me as always is the always merciful Karen Randazzo. She's not a teenager, she's the devil in an A-cup. <laughs> and the always magnanimous Chris Randazzo. I hate the time warp. <laughs> we here on this week's episode is talk television. Sometimes we get a little spoilery. Uh, really doesn't matter because this show's gone. This week we are talking about Spaced. Now, I this was my choice. And I picked, I specifically picked Spaced Season 1, Episode 2. Not because it's overly funny, but because it, it fully explains just about every character that shows up in this show for the next two seasons. Gives little backgrounds on everybody. And I don't know, I, I really like Edgar Wright and the Simon Pegg combo. Like, they do a really good job. So, uh, I'm just gonna, just gonna dive right in. Uh, the show is about two 20-somethings by the name of Daisy and Tim, who in episode one have broken up or been broken up with their significant others, and they now have to move out and find a place. They don't know each other at the beginning of the show. They happen to meet in a cafe, and decide after days and days of searching for apartments that they are having no luck finding that they're gonna move in together because they found one advertisement for a two-bedroom apartment that is specifically set for a professional couple so they go in under the guise of being in a relationship so that they can get the flat as they say this is european television at its finest this show is British as heck. There's a lot of it British really in this is. show. Um, what? I, all right, I'm just going to continue with their their backstory. Daisy is a procrastinating writer. Tim, played by or yeah, played by Simon Pegg, is a wannabe comic book artist. Uh, their besties are Twist, who is <laughs> my favorite part about Twist is that she's in the fashion industry. And she works at a cleaners, a dry cleaners. That's how she's in the fashion industry. She's kind of a <laughs> bitch throughout the entire show. Um, and Tim's best friend is Mike Watt, played by Nick Frost. And I'm which, oh my god, it took me so deep into this episode to realize that's who that was. I I don't I I, I don't know what he does. I rewatched all two seasons. And I'm still not 100% sure on what his actual job is. He's I, a Mike. I, yes, he's a Mike. And I <laughs> feel it has something to do with the military because he is crazy. Um, their downstairs neighbor is an artist by the name of Brian. He paints things like anger and fear <laughs> and pain. Um, the upstairs neighbor, also their landlady, is Marsha. And she is very stereotypical side character in a in a British show. Pursed lips, snide comments, constantly smoking and drinking. I don't. I think there in two seasons time. I think there was one small snippet, fifteen seconds long, where she didn't have a cigarette or a drink in her hand, and it was because it was a flash away to what could have been. Um. 
for most of the first season and maybe half of the second season, uh, upstairs neighbor Marshall had a daughter by the name of Amber, uh, who is what is what was it? Evil incarnate. Um, the devil in an A cup. <laughs> the devil in an A cup. Um, Daisy actually has a a boyfriend who lives elsewhere. I'm really not sure where. I want to say like Turkey or something like that. But she is communicating with him via phone. Uh, and he is aware, sort of, of what's going on in this situation, that they have to fake being a couple. Um, Sarah is Tim's ex, who he is still severely hung up on. Is that the woman who was in the opening? Uh, yes. She was like, oh, he woke up from a dream and he was like, oh, I had a dream yes. that you chucked me. And, and Okay. Yes. So this episode titled uh, Gatherings is really does show each one of these characters traits. Um, Daisy has to has to work. She has to get to work at, as, as a writer. All she has to do is sit down and start typing. And all she does is procrastinate. Like, like horribly procrastinate. And Tim is actually, you know, doing some work because he, he works at a comic book shop and he's, he's drawing up some, some posters. And she's just finding every bit, uh, every shiny object or every fleeting butterfly that goes by distracts her. And he brings the point that she only, on the average, works at her typewriter for about two and a half minutes. So she comes up with this plan that they're going to have a housewarming party and invite all of their friends over. And, of course, she'll have to put away the typewriter so that, you know, they can clean up and have the party. Yes, it's in the way. <laughs> I mean, before that, she's like, I can't work in this mess. And it's her mess. Yeah. Like the whole first act is about them cleaning the apartment, which, you know, it's one of those, like, you were saying, Chris, that it's a very British show. Mm-hmm. It's like the pacing is, it took me a little bit to get used to. I was like, really? They just spent the whole first act on like whether or not they're going to clean the apartment. And then they decided to clean the apartment and then they cleaned the apartment. And that was the whole first act. I'm like, yes. oh, <laughs> British. Okay. Got it. Um, so they're going to, they're going to have a little housewarming party. Daisy says she's going to pretty much decorate stuff via tinfoil. And, you know, pretty much hard cut to the next scene. And just about 80% of the apartment is coated in tinfoil. I'm talking the chairs are wrapped in tinfoil. The the ashtrays are wrapped in tinfoil. She made a tinfoil, uh, like, disco ball that's hanging from the ceiling. Um, so we're, we're introduced to Brian... Because he decides that he is going to take a break from his art because there are supposed to be girls at this party. We're introduced to Marsha because her daughter is actually having a party upstairs and she feels that she's not wanted there. And it's absolutely true. Amber does not want her mother at the party. So everybody's getting together and it's just awkwardness on top of awkwardness because they are not... They're they're in that age bracket where they're not young enough to be partying, you know, till six o'clock in the morning, and they're not old enough yet to have one of those sophisticated type gatherings where everybody comes together to exchange ideas. Um, the entire episode, Daisy is 
pretty much lying to everyone about you know her job and how she's she, she, at one point in time the paper boy they invited the paper boy in and she's explaining to him that she's writing a I want to say a play or a screen a screenplay and it's called uh, Guacamole Window yeah because that's what she sees <laughs> like that happens to be in her line of sight <laughs> M- meanwhile he's just sitting there and I think he's playing a Game Boy. Uh, yeah, was yes, it a- it is a Game Boy Pocket. There you she go. also mentioned that she invited the. She's like, I invited somebody from the media. Oh, who's that? The paper boy. <laughs> <laughs> so, the, the 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 culmination of this episode is when, for some reason, Tim flips out over the fact that a song comes on that he doesn't like and it's the time warp now i don't have a problem with the time warp per se i mean it's not like i listen to it constantly but this man flips out and i mean the 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 setting is there now him and mike are out in the hallway and he's yelling at mike and mike's you know oddly calm about the whole situation trying to give him relatively rational answers and he ends up shaking the shit out of him, kicking, throwing him to the ground, and kicking him. And Mike's got a gun. Like, for some reason... I, wh- that, I, that really struck me as, like, <laughs> out of place, considering how, like, impossible it is to get a gun in England. Right? Well, you, you did see his housewarming gift, right? Yes. A landmine. He brought yes. a landmine. <laughs> like, I'll <laughs> just put that somewhere safe. <laughs> So after the argument, they decide that they're going to attempt to go upstairs to Amber's party. And I guess I'm guessing because they really don't show up. Mike and Tim head upstairs. Something happens where they have to come downstairs to get more beer. And Tim and and Mike try to convince everybody in the group to go upstairs and, and partake in Amber's party. So, you know, Daisy's saying, oh, we're having a good time. Yeah, maybe not a lot of people showed up, but we're still having a good time, right? And everybody's like, nope, nope, we are not having a good time. Come on, let's go upstairs. So they decide that they're going to head upstairs. And, and as they're, they're you know, starting to walk up the set of stairs, there's this, like, heavenly-like glow coming from the top of the stairs. And you can make out the silhouettes of young, nubile women dancing and cavorting at the top of the stairs. And the light's so bright that they, they put on sunglasses and they're, and they're just amazed at the youthfulness that is happening upstairs. And they end up going in, up into the party, which they then fade back to their empty apartment, except for Marsha, who was passed out on the couch and the paper boy is still sitting in their lazy boy style chair playing his video game. The the character makeup in this episode are, is the exact same characters that go out through the entirety of the show. Uh, it's only, I want to say, 12 episodes, two seasons of six, but nothing breaks from this episode. It, they are the same people the entire time. The amount of pop culture, iconic references that show up in this show is astounding. Every every time Simon Pegg is on screen, you see where he came up with the idea for something else he did later on. There is a whole episode where he has where he's 
playing zombie-based games, because he's, I guess, into PlayStation, and you see all of where Shaun of the Dead came from, or that police movie where him and Hot Fuzz, Hot Fuzz, like, it's all that, this is, it's what, this is what made all of that really great stuff that we enjoyed later on, and this is where it was just, you know, burgeoning. Where it was just starting, and that, and it's it's funny. It's a funny British show. Lots of reactionary comedy. There's there's uh, a lot of slapstick in it, for lack of a better term. Because I think it, I think it's slightly more highbrow because of their accents. But it is technically still slapstick where they're beating the crap out of each other. <laughs> the accents make it highbrow. Yeah, that's really it. It's not the the actions. Um, <laughs> But Another thing that I noticed that uh, follows throughout all of the, um, what do they call it, the Cornetto trilogy, mm-hmm. um, and I don't know exactly why this is, but Simon Pegg seems to always play a loser who's been dumped by a girl like that he was, mm-hmm. that was too good for him, really. Yes, I, I, he's been typecast. <laughs> and Nick Frost is always the weirdo who has some sort of knowledge about something like he he always comes through in the end with some epiphany of information the the cast of characters like the actual actors that are in this show all of them ended up in the movies with nick frost and simon pegg um like the, the the owner of the comic book shop i see he was one of the cops in hot fuzz the guy uh the reason Tim and Sarah, or Sarah dumped Tim is because she started dating another guy, and I want to say his name is Dwayne, but I'm not 110 on that one, but that guy plays his roommate in Shaun of the Dead. Like, you see all of oh, these people. Oh, gotcha. Where's so, the, where's his, the girl, the main girl, where's she in that movie trilogy? I, I, this, that's the only one that I don't, you don't ever see She's again. so familiar uh, she's in something. If she's not in any of those movies, she's in something. She she and Simon wrote a number of the episodes, um, all of which uh, she was in Harry Potter. Ma- Everyone was in Harry Mafalda. Potter. <laughs> Mafalda Hopkirk. She was in Shaun of the Dead and Son of Rambo. That's That's her credits. She was on a lot of TV shows, but I'm assuming that they're British TV shows. So... Like, this is the start of, like, if you like Simon Pegg and you like Nick Frost, this is where it all started. This is that their relationship started here and just grew into all of the great, great stuff that comes later on in their careers. I mean, it, it, I, I I loved the show. I was upset <laughs> that it, it, it only lasted two very short seasons. I mean, Edgar Wright, I guess. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how the European television market works. Is it a ratings based system? It's not because isn't it paid it's for all by the government? government? Yeah. <laughs> I, it's, so I think it's just, you know, they just, they have less of a, I don't know, they have a less of a, a drive to like make things last forever. It's just sort of like, okay, we're going to make this and then we're done making it and we don't feel like making it anymore. So we're going to go do something else. The the I did watch, like I said, the entirety of the two season and the end sorta of could be an end, maybe could continue. Like there was always a 
tension between the two of them, and it's not so much a sexual tension actually between them, but it's you as the watcher going, yeah, they're going to get together. They should get together. I like them together. But they don't really... He has a couple of girlfriends. She's got a couple of boyfriends throughout the show. It's it's It was really well done, very entertaining, and fast. Once this show got its stride, it was a fast-paced show. Just And that's Simon Pegg. Simon Pegg's delivery in everything that he does is pretty much spot on and and perfect. This is 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 more of that. Yeah, I think um like what you were saying once it found it found its stride. I think I would need to see one or two more of these to really get into it cuz I did enjoy it, but I've had this problem with other British comedies where it's like I really need a couple of episodes under my belt before I'm like in the rhythm of the show and it and I appreciate it as much as and I know this show is like has a big cult following. Mm-hmm. I've heard mm-hmm. a lots of people say lots of good things about it. So I think I would be willing to watch more. I, I but I think I'd need to watch more for me to and, agree and with like, those people. Right. And like I said, the reason I chose this episode is because if there is a character in this episode that you straight up don't like, except for the paper boy, you're not going at least a portion of every episode is going to be ruined for you because this is the cast. It doesn't stray far from this group of guys and gals at all. It's a very small cast. And they're very, very consistent. Like, they didn't make anybody change dramatically throughout the two seasons. So, if you didn't like certain characters in this, you're not going to like the rest of the show. If, you know, Simon Pegg being... Simon Pegg hasn't changed in just about every piece of video that Simon Pegg has been in. (laughs) He's always been the same guy. It's it's not for you, but this is something that I I watched this I don't even know maybe fifteen years ago, and this is from ninety yeah ninety nine I watched this when it first when it first came out in some way shape or form somewhere between ten to fifteen years ago, and I I just remembered all of the references especially when he's hitting up the when he's working at the comic shop and. Every episode had some sort of movie tie-in. Like there was a little, I don't know what was that. What's it called when they like you know they fog away? They do the the Family Guy where they just sort of think about something else. It was a whole Matrix scene because they had to break into somewhere. Um, there's a character in this show that shows up. I want to say in two episodes called Tires. He's a messenger who finds musical rhythm in the most inane things like he pushes the button to make the the side you know the light change for walk don't walk and it just gives a tone and all of a sudden he's standing on the corner dancing as if he's like drugged out of his mind and he has horrible moods it's so entertaining such such a great great cast so once i saw simon Pegg like drawing uh comic art and talking about the comic book shop i was like oh wonder why Evan wanted us to watch this show. <laughs> I, and, you know, I'm kind of surprised that, you know, if you haven't watched it, you guys haven't seen it. Because Simon Pegg, like, is oddly famous, but still not uber famous. I, I don't know how, how to really put that. Like, this he's, this has he's that He's kind cult. of a B-list guy. 
Yeah. He should like be more famous B. than he is. <laughs> yes. He's like a B plus. But this, like you said, this has a heavy cult following. And I just thought, you know, I, you, everybody has seen this. It's so. definitely been on both of our lists independent of each other for a little while. I, I will say, like, I didn't know anything about it other than who was involved. And I thought by the title and I, I guess Chris put this together for me that there was some promotional art for the show that made me think that it was actually set in space <laughs> yeah i remember there being like a uh, an original poster for this or something that looked like a star wars movie or something well like the end of like the fourth episode credit sequence it has the star wars. like they did a number of different movie poster style mm-hmm. artwork for this and they just blatantly stole shit from other movies. So yeah, you're, it's very possible you may have seen that. Um, I did. Looking, oh, I figured out where the girl is. She, where I know her from, she, in Shaun of the Dead, she is Yvonne, who is the leader of the other group of survivors. Oh, <laughs> oh that's right. <laughs> I just found out that she is also the voice of Amber. She got credited as that. You know, the daughter who just screams. Got it. (laughs) I'm glad they didn't go far out for that for the cast. There were definitely some really good jokes in this, though. The uh, the use of the the music cue when uh, Daisy is making up the cleaning schedule and typing at the uh, the typewriter, and they've got that dramatic sweeping piano piece, and there's all like like. Pots and pots pans, and pans like, floating magically. Floating through the screen. <laughs> that whole montage was hysterical. And then, you know, she passes out after completing it. And he wakes her up and she's like, how long was I out? Two and a half minutes. <laughs> that was a great gag. Well, that's also where we find out that her glasses are fake. She she wears those glasses Every time she sits at the typewriter and they have no lenses. And the reason you know they have no lenses is she co- she does that, you know, the bridge of the nose grab uh-huh. through the lenses oh. just to show exasperation. I Every time. That. <laughs> that makes it that makes it even funnier when later like later in the episode she loses them on top of her head. She's like, My glasses, where are my glasses? <laughs> <laughs> oh. So I it it, it the, and this has the you know, lowest joke per minute count out of all of the episodes. But you get, like I said, this is the cast of characters you'll be dealing with for the entirety of this this show. Twist, I I, I never I never knew how I felt about Twist because she was she was a character, the best friend character that you really could you know live without, but didn't really care if she showed up or not. Brian, on the other hand, which should have been one of those characters, he beca- he becomes, like, important just because of his attitude and his dour expression constantly. And there's two things that run through the entirety of this show. One is the what happened to Mike and Tim in their childhood that Mike could not get into the military. Like, every other episode, they do that... They start to bring it up and then they look up into the air as if to like fade away and start remembering and they never explain what happens. I think they may have at the ver- like the last episode and something happened between Brian and the landlady 
because she looks him over constantly and every time there's a, a thing going on she's like will brian be there was <laughs> <laughs> what happened between you and brian oh nothing nothing he's always super awkward around her like, like just shy of like sexually abused type of person so I, I could tell that he was going to become an important character by the way he handled the moment when uh you know he took marcia's <laughs> coat <laughs> they just like i mean you know there was some some like uh comedy back and forth with like oh i'll put it in tim's room i'll put it in daisy's room and like everybody else at the party found out they're not really a couple but don't tell marcia because we had to lie to get the apartment and then of course she comes in and and they they both fumble like their excuse to her and he just jumps up and he's like I'll put your coat in Tim and Daisy's room. But it, and it seems like such a simple exchange, but the way they like shot it and the way they scored it, it just became this like giant hero moment. I feel like they may have scored it with the A-team music, if I'm not mistaken, but it was a very big crescendo that ended with him throwing the jacket over his shoulder and giving them the thumbs up <laughs> as if I'm on board, people. We're going to make this happen. It's a really enjoyable show. I, it's it's a good time. It's there's no giant overarching dramatic shit in it. It's just stupid fun. And Simon Pegg is great in it. Nick Frost never fails. Even I, I like I don't know Jessica Hines who plays Daisy. She was she was great. Like the, between season one and season two, she lost a bunch of weight. And like in the first episode of season two twist shows up in some way shape or form does a lot of backhanded compliments like oh you look really good in that outfit you know big is in this year and we'll continue on her way like she just called her best friend fat yeah we, we heard that in the undertone yeah i <laughs> that i did not care for her so much yeah that's the character that she is eventually you just you, like you could tune her out because she's not in it very much, but she's there. So that's what I got. I'm glad you guys watched it. I, I hope you you get to check out the rest of the the season because it is a lot of fun. Yeah, they this was a um, dog later on. I watched uh, the the long time ago. Thought that it was a space show. Watched the first episode. Was very confused that it wasn't. Uh, but I remember enjoying it and thinking, like, I like this cast, and then I just never got around to watching any more of it. Uh, so mm -hmm. it was nice to, a great many years later, watch the second episode. <laughs> um, so maybe by was... the time we retire, we'll make it all the way through. Yeah. There you go. There was a show, and if I'm not mistaken, it was running at, at a similar time that was either where friends came from or... They stole the theory of Friends and made this British show. I don't think it was that way. By any chance, do you know what I'm referencing? Uh, I think you're talking about coupling. Coupling. No. Is it coupling? Maybe. That's what I think. To, That's what I'm I've heard, but that. I don't know. It was another one of these situational. It was Friends. It was British Friends. But I don't want to give it that title if it came first. I, that was something when I started watching this, I was like, oh, that was another show that I wanted to watch. And I remembered enjoying it and not finishing it. So uh, I, I just for the life of me couldn't remember what it was. So, all right. Um, 
with that, we're going to take a quick break. And when we get back, we're going to cover some news. Uh, spoiler alert, there is a bunch of CW, WB, DC news. So just <laughs> buckle up, okay? Be prepared. Stay tuned. Karen has a new entry in her Harry Potter series. This time, she's exploring how well-crafted Chamber of Secrets is. She dives into the strong female characters, the puzzling choice of hiring Professor Gilderoy Lockhart, and the beginnings of Harry's relationship with Dumbledore. Read along with her in Back to Hogwarts, Part the Second, located in the Think Tank. Don't Hit Shuffle has another recommendation for an album you should listen to all the way through. Frank takes a look at Malibu by Anderson.Pack. That's right, I said dot .pack because that's how it's spelled. And explains how it mixes the best of hip-hop with classic 70s funk. If you're looking for new music, read on to find out why this album might be for you. Check out Don't Hit Shuffle, Malibu by Anderson.Pack. Also in the Think Tank. As listeners to a TV-themed podcast, you might also be interested in a little article series we call Before Their Time that focuses on TV series that were underappreciated while they were on the air and canceled too soon. This month, it focuses on a short-lived comedy slash mystery from FX called Terriers, loved by those lucky few who watched it while it was on. Let Trish explain to you why, if you're not familiar with it, it's time you check out what you missed in Before Their Time, Terriers. Located where else? In the Think Tank. This week, the Stone Age Gamer podcast bids a fond farewell to one of its number. That's right, the Vestlord has left the building. But before he left us, the best-dressed member of the crew has some thoughts to share on the topic he's known best. Fashion. Here, Dean, Dan, and Chris's picks for the best-dressed video game characters. Plus, all the video game news you can handle in the Stone Age Gamer podcast, episode 112, A Farewell to the Vest. You can catch all this great stuff plus tons of other articles, videos, podcasts, and more right now at geekade.com. And we're back. Thank you for checking out our commercials. It's time to talk some news. Uh, let's take the biggest bite out of this, this this segment and start talking some CW. Um, apparently, the Television Critics Association press tour happened on Thursday, and CW just went nuts with announcements. I mean... It was littered with, I'm going to say, pretty much all good stuff. I enjoyed everything that I saw. Um, Kevin Smith is going to be doing another Flash episode. He's going to be directing another Flash episode. He's also getting the ability to direct an episode of the Supergirls, uh, which is great because I like his... I loved his episode of the Flash. I mean, the emotions were very heavy and i think supergirl can use the boost that 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 kevin smith gave similarly to the flash uh unfortunately we're dealing with another season of flashbacks for the arrow but they say they're gonna mean something this time and they also said it's going to be the last season the last season yes exactly that's the very important detail and I mean, we could throw in the detail that in those in said flashbacks, the big baddie will be Dolph Lundgren, um, apparently playing Drago. Don't know because he's Russian, big bad Russian dude. 
Yeah, I, I mean, know. there's a period. I'm still a little jaded about the whole Rocky thing, so. <laughs> there's a period in Ollie's history where he got involved with the Russian mob. That sure we there is. That we haven't seen yet, so that, I um, believe, is what course. those damn flashbacks are going to be. Yes. And it makes sense because the last, really, the end of the flashbacks from last season, he got involved with those, that Russian woman who was a prisoner on the island, and she was like, mm-hmm. you got to go find my family, something like that. So Yeah. Um, I did note in one of these links that Arrow Season 5 is going to have, I, th- I want to say, three more comic straight out of comic book characters, the Vigilante, Wild Dog, and Ragman thrown into the mix there which is great you make fun but the fact of the matter is (laughs) is is if they start doing more comic book-y stuff it will make this show more lighthearted and more entertaining not this dour crap that it is now it's depressing to watch this show many times yes yes it is (laughs) Um, and I also found out in this link that Dolph Lundgren is Swedish. I didn't know that. I thought he was German or Russian. So there's another little tidbit. And (laughs) there will be, shockingly enough, not only a four-way crossover that we all saw coming, seeing as it's now going to be all on the same channel, Arrow, Flash, Supergirl, and the legends of people that are coming next Tuesday. But we are getting a two-part crossover between Just Flash and Supergirl, and it's going to be musically themed. Yay! That makes me so happy. I th- when Carrot, when you, when, when I don't know if I said it to you. I'm pretty sure I said it to you. When I saw this, the only way it would be better is if these were the episodes that Kevin Smith was directing, because I know how big of a fan he is of musical theater. But it would be perfect, and the two. Best episodes of last season of Flash and, well, Flash is such a good show. You can't even. The best episode of Supergirl last season was when Flash showed up. True. It, it's Well, it's I don't know. Was. We didn't watch much of Supergirl. Yeah, but don't have a lot to uh, <laughs> compare that to. <laughs> All right. Well, take my word for it. Uh, Legends of Tomorrow is introducing Obsidian. It's just and Justice Society. Oh, they're doing the Justice Society of America. Interesting. Dr. Alchemy is showing up in Flash as one of the big bad and Savitar. I I think he's a speedster, but I don't know. I don't I don't Yeah, I think recognize. I read somewhere that there's at least one more speedster involved. Well, I th- I think that's going to be their their formula every season find a new speedster. Um but I think CW is doing right. The only thing that they have to do left is pick up one more show so they can put comic book television on every day of the week, and they'll be set. <laughs> I mean, that's the only way to make this better. Uh, Star there Trek was, dis- oh, Ooh. there was one more tidbit from that CW, though. What did I miss? Uh, that they're going to one existing significant character is oh, going to right. come out as gay. Oh, yes, that's right. Right, I did read that, and all signs point to Supergirl's buddy. Either her friend Wynn or her sister. Um, there, there has been a lot of interviews with Greg Berlanti about this since this news came out, and he's dropped more hints like it's either somebody on Flash or 
Supergirl. It's not the other two shows. And it's not, they're, they're not talking about the already existing gay characters like Sarah Lance, like Curtis on uh, Arrow. Okay. So That's it's going to be somebody. I don't know. This is, I don't know why, but this, that particular aspect of the story, um, grabbed my i was like oh who's it gonna be this is really interesting <laughs> and you know the more i think about it it's like well we have established the sexuality of most of the main characters on all these shows so mm-hmm. i don't know but at the same time flash is doing flashpoint so <laughs> it doesn't, oh, well, everything could go true. out the window that's it could be cisco true. for all you know and that i and i i i that all right it, that would upset me because that completely means he can't get to ba- get back together with some version of Hawkgirl because I loved that relationship. It was very cute. Um, yeah, it, it's cool. I, I'm trying to think who we haven't had an established relationship. I don't know. Storyline. The only one I could think of is uh, Wally. Yeah, that was another one I thought of. Wally does has not has not seen him with a girl. Everybody else had either a boyfriend or a girlfriend. I mean, technically, like we haven't seen Joe's romantic life. I mean, obviously that, well, he, he was married and he had a couple of kids, but that doesn't right. always mean something, you know. That's well, then that's the case for everybody. I'm saying, yeah. I I was just trying to think of characters that we have had nothing with because everybody else, even even Supergirl's sidekick, whatever the hell his name is, when I thought he was Wynn. in love with her though. He yes, but he was also in a relationship with the girl with the skull face. Yeah, Banshee. the silver banshee. That's it. So it's gonna be Oliver's kid. <laughs> <laughs> in a flash forward. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh. Star Trek Discovery, I guess that's the new CBS series. Is that the subtitle? Discovery, yes, yes it is. Is going to have a female lead. Yep. I don't really Great. understand why this one's news. Like, Voyager happened. It's not even saying that it's going to be a female captain. It says a female lead. Hmm. That's not... A, I, I looked at that and I went, that's not really that big a deal. Yeah, it's like, yeah, vo- we, Voyager you happened. Had <laughs> Voyager and... Wasn't there... There was another hold. I, hold on, let me. Avery Brooks is Captain Benjamin Cisco on Star Trek: Deep Space Nine. Mm-hmm. There are several female leads on DS Nine, uh, and then Kate Mulgrew, which is Star Trek Voyager. So yeah, there's plenty of Star Trek is riddled with females. Come on now, it's, it's just lousy with females. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good thing. I, Lousy I agree. with females. Okay. They're all over the place. <laughs> well, uh, as our resident woman, I'll say uh, it, I think it's a good thing. Uh, I I mean, this is a... I, you're saying Voyager and Deep Space Nine? Well, Voyager, mm-hmm. like the friggin' captain, was red from... Right. Uh, no, I understand, yeah. but those are the shows that had female Oh, that's right. Female she leads. was red. Yeah, oh, my I God, mean, I totally forgot it was, that. It was Ben Sisko was the captain on Deep Space Nine, but then you had, I mean, Jadzia Dax, you had Mitch Kira, and, like, pretty much half the, the main cast was females in that one, too. And you didn't have a lot of strong female characters in Next Generation, but, you know, that was us coming right out of the 80s. Um. I'm just I'm asking which shows it is because I, I don't know like those were 
sort of s- smaller networks, right? Like this uh-huh. is this is I don't know. I don't know. No, I, I don't know much about Star those, Trek. It it was uh maybe it was UPN at the time. Yeah. But yeah, they were I guess in Voyager. It was Voyager UPN at the time. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I don't know that um next gen I don't think any of them were really aired on major networks. Well, I think original series was a major original network. Original series was a major network, but I think that was it. So, like this is my point is that this show is I think intended to be a little bit more mainstream and that's why it's a cool big deal that it's but a woman. Isn't this isn't this and I fully agree with that and I get that, but isn't this the Star Trek that they're putting on their web channel? Yeah. Only? Yeah. No. It's not only on the premiere is going to be on network, and then everything else is exclusive to their streaming exclusive. service. Oh, what the fuck! <laughs> <laughs> Never mind. I'm not excited about this news anymore. Okay, clicking that window closed. Let's talk some TBS, specifically how late night bits are now becoming full time television shows. Yep. Uh, I- Okay, I could have sworn there was a rap battle television show already. Why do I want to say Nick someone? It was just a a bunch of guys yelling at each other on stage. I don't, I don't. All right, so James Corbin from the late, late, this too late, yeah. He does a (laughs) drop the mic bit. Apparently that's turning into a television show. Where it's going to be celebrity rap battles. Which I don't know if I want to see that. Have you guys seen it on his show? I have seen it on his show. It works as... I feel the same way about this that I do feel about the lip sync battles from Jimmy Fallon's show. They work as a bit on the show. There's not enough there to make an entire half hour show. I also heard... it was I'm pretty sure it was in the same article that they're also going to make... um, the karaoke, the in-car karaoke stuff, uh, carpool karaoke. That's another of his bits. Yeah, that they're going to make they're that into a, a show, show out of that too. Yeah, yeah. they got to stop this. Like, I, I guess lip sync battle is doing all right, but I feel like this and anything else like this that they make is going to tank pretty quick, and they're going to stop doing it because it doesn't it doesn't hold up. If you've ever actually sat and watched a lip sync battle, an episode of lip sync battle, and I, I dare you, I dare <laughs> you to sit there and do it. Cause I've seen them and we don't have the, whatever, I think it's Spike that airs lip sync battle. We don't have that. So we don't sit here and watch it, but I've seen it other places. And every time you sit down in front of it, whatever else the filler is in the episode that's not the two celebrities doing their lip sync thing, you fast forward. Yeah, and if you're well, fast forwarding through half of whatever it is, you don't have enough show. Yeah, they they are the reason that they're giving this some sort of legs is because they've become viral. Yeah, that that phrase was used multiple times in this article, and ugh, a massive viral moment. And the reason those things are viral is because they are moments. Yeah, exactly. They are this the, is they are something the best you can bits. Being replayed. It's, you know, four and a half minutes you can watch in your cubicle when you need a break from your job. Yeah, it's, um, I think the reason this is happening is because it's, uh, like each show is going to cost them like 38 cents to make. Oh, yeah, there's that too. Uh, So they can run this for like a season and a half and not have to think about it for a while. 
Uh, I guess they don't have to pay the celebrities then. I'm sure they pay them in like craft services or whatever. That's like, true. That's true. Come on All the right. show, do a rap battle, get a sandwich. Uh, get to promote Yay. whatever your project is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Boo. This is going to be some great television. Uh, more nightly show news. The nightly show with Larry Wilmore is gone. Um, I didn't realize that this took the place of Colbert Report. It took the time slot of it. It took yeah, and and not until after it was gone. I think it was it shows like second season where it took that place. I, I don't know. I can't I, say that I'm surprised. Like neither I, I watched I, the show I don't a couple even of times. See clips of him, like Will. I'll see clips of uh, who's the guy that took over the other one. Holy shit, Trevor the Noah. Other, yes, yeah, you see Trevor I see Noah, him. You see uh, um, John Oliver. Yeah, I yeah. never. I thought this guy was actually on another show and he just shows up as a reporter like they used to do on Colbert. He, and he, he was be, a reporter on The Daily Show. Yeah, he was one of the correspond. He was the uh, senior black correspondent on uh, The Daily Show. And then uh, <laughs> the, he got his own show. And I remember watching the first handful of episodes of it because I really wanted it to be, be good. And I, I feel like from what I've read about it, the show got very good. Um, it just didn't get I guess I don't know if "good's" the right word for it. Like, yeah, they tackle a lot of important topics, but I, I it's just... it's the wrong thing in the wrong place. Like, it's on Comedy Central, and it's trying mm-hmm. to do something that a Comedy Central show, I think, isn't capable of. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of buzz on Twitter about this story. Like, oh, well, of course, the Black Show got canceled, and I don't think it's because it's the Black Show. I just think it's because it's just not the right thing in the right place yeah and i mean it's not like it's it's not like they didn't give it a chance it's been on for years a year and a half it, year, a year and a half, and a half i half. think yeah really it's only been a year and a half yeah it's, it's i have their kind of central cast of the half hour series i i want to say somewhere in here it's at a year and a half that for the sec for the half a year it's been on the cusp of being canceled and they let it go for another half a year hmm. so. yeah i think larry wilmore's gonna go on to do like he's gonna find the right format for what he's trying to do. Yeah, mm-hmm. it just wasn't this. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Uh, Jack Ryan. This okay? I like all right. Jack Ryan is getting a TV series on Amazon, uh-huh. which is kind of cool. Um, but this totally convinces me that there are no new ideas left. <laughs> None. Um. John Krasinski, is that how I say his last name? Yeah. Is going to be playing Jack Ryan in a 10-episode drama. I don't know. Have, have you – I've only seen him in The Office. Have he's been – he's done some smaller movies that he's been good in. Drama? Did that football movie with George Clooney. Um, that wasn't mm. – it was like kind of a comedy drama sort of thing. Okay. Yeah, a I've dramedy. seen him – I've yeah, I've seen him in some like dramedy independent movie type things. Well, this – you know, Tom Clancy. And he did that – oh, that movie that just came out on um, on iTunes, uh, 13 Hours. Mm. He was like okay. a b- big military guy. Okay. All right. Well, there you go. And he got jacked, and that was awesome. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, the story goes that Tom Clancy, the writer of a very popular line of books about his titular character, Jack Ryan, is getting 
uh, shot a television because apparently movies is not enough. Because I don't know, is it like four or five different pretty major actors have played Jack Ryan on the big screen? Uh-huh. So, Tom why Clancy not? died, right? I don't uh-huh. think so. He looks he looks alive in the f- the still photo that I have on my screen. So interesting. He looks alive. <laughs> <laughs> just put a picture of his body. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, there's been five Jack Ryan films. Yeah, Alec Baldwin and Harrison Har- Ford and uh, Ben Affleck and Chris, Chris Pine. Pine. <laughs> he died October first, two thousand thirteen, at age sixty six. He's still mm. writing books. Yeah. <laughs> They still and, keep showing up on the shelves, man. I'm telling you. And this picture, he looks fantastic. <laughs> anyway, I have I, zero problems with this show, you guys. Zero problems. I love those books. They are oh. not good. <laughs> they are not great works of literature by any stretch of the imagine, but uh, they are so fun to read. Jack Ryan's a great character. I think John Krasinski's a great casting choice. Mm-hmm. Um, Carlton Cuse is involved from Lost. Yeah. The only name I see on this project I don't like is Michael Bay. Well, I'm sure things will be blowing up. So. And and it's like in he's got a writer on any contract. Like if if something blows up, he has to be there. Like like in any project, <laughs> it could be I don't know a period drama where there's some kind of explosion, and he would be there. <laughs> to go. <sighs> so but, I. I think it's going to be good. I can't wait to see this. And it's on Amazon, which yes, is 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 a good sign that you know Amazon its original broadcasting doesn't get a lot of attention. I mean, there's a couple of shows. I think we spoke about one. We have talked about catastrophe. Yeah. Um, and there are some other shows that we haven't talked about. Or we haven't watched. Like I know they have the Man in the High Castle that's doing well. Okay. And that's where Transparent is too, right? Yeah, I'm pretty uh, sure Transparent is, is an okay. Amazon show. So okay. they're like they're not up there with Netflix, but they're certainly above Hulu, I think, in in terms of streaming original content. Interesting. Okay. I I definitely would have put Hulu above Amazon for now, and Amazon is definitely gaining speed. So, uh, that's good stuff. All right. The last, I'm going to say this is the last pseudo news article because the next thing we're going to talk about is scheduling. I came across a little thing on the Facebooks today that simultaneously made me ecstatic and heartbroken. There was a little video for the animated adventures of Firefly. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, not too long ago, we had a Firefly episode, and I think we actually... I, I, was it the Firefly episode? that No, it was a different episode where we said what we wanted to bring back, but we had to change something yes. so that it would su- succeed. And, and I said, you I, said an animated Firefly, and holy shit if it's not happening. <laughs> well, it's not. This is a fan-made thing. Nothing nothing is is official. But... If this does what I think it's going to do, because stuff like this carries qu- carries through the, the, the inner webs very quickly. And this looks great. 
Yeah, the little clip, the little trailer that was made, it, it just, it's beautiful. And the art style is very, it's a, it's a unique style, and this is very similar to what I was looking for. This is a beefier version of the art style that I was looking for, but it's still, they are not identical representations of the characters, but you see who they are and oh, you know yeah. who they are. It is obvious, and that's exactly what I was looking for. It's it's great. I I hope this actually starts something. Um, the artist is Stephen Hawking. Brian? No, no. Burn. B Burn. B Y R N E. We will definitely put a link up for this because it's great. If you're a brown coat or a fan, it it's just a shame that it's fan made. And See, I didn't know that because you know, because you, since you were the person who posted it, you were the source for me to see it, and uh, you know way more about well, I, artists I than I do. So I assumed you posted it, and you know all this, all these different artists. I'm like, oh, this is a legit dude who's doing this. <laughs> like, I didn't know he's a fan. Well, it, it's 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 he has been doing stuff for a while, and the fact that it became a full teaser. I thought it had more legs, and then I did more and more research, and it's not a real thing, but he has been doing this for a long time, and it's about licensing. Technically, you could do anything you want as long as you get the licensing, or someone gets the licensing for you. Right. You can make t-shirts, you can make animated, you can, you can do that stuff if you get the license. That's all he has to do. That's money. That's a lot of money. Because I don't know for some reason, that goddamn guy's holding on to the license like it's fuck on. Anyhow, or whoever has the license needs to give this guy a job. Yeah, yeah. This would make money. This would be Absolute on something like fucking Netflix. Lovely. Fucking, we just got Voltron. <coughs> yeah, we did. Okay, it was awesome. And it was awesome. This would do phenomenally on something like a Netflix. I, dare I say even Hulu? If Dare you? Dare I? Because I really, I'm thinking about getting rid of Hulu. All right, finally, quickly going through the full premiere schedule for 2016. There are, if I'm counted correctly, 56 new shows. That's a lot of shows. I don't recognize any of these titles. (laughs) Uh, I did actually recognize a couple. Son of Zorn. Have you seen anything for that, Chris? No. Okay, it's about a a, um, a barbarian-like character, cartoon, who has a real human son, and he comes back. Mm, this to is starting to sound a little familiar. Yeah, it looks very funny. It's it's uh, I'm gonna I it's on Fox, so it's gonna have it a spice if you know what I mean. Um, <laughs> unfortunately, Lethal Weapon is coming to Fox. Yeah, that is, <sighs> that bums me out. I always was a big fan of that property, and I don't think it's going to be very good. I don't. I don't either. Um, I see MacGyver on here on CBS. Oh yeah, yeah. There's a big, fat, sexy MacGyver reboot. Uh, uh, <laughs> um, I'm uh, psyched about uh, a couple of NBC shows. The Good Place uh, is a sitcom that I'm interested in, and also This Is Us. Just mm-hmm. the Parenthood replacement. And Timeless, I want to watch just to see what they do. Yeah, I'm pretty interested in that one. All right, Timeless. That's that time travel one, right? With mm-hmm. the, the guy yeah. from um, 
uh, what about uh, Better Off Ted? Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, and, I, okay. Oh, and Conviction was the other one because that's got Haley Atwell in it, and I'll I'll watch her in anything. <laughs> uh, we are also Fox is doing a redo of The Exorcist. I don't I I that caught my eye. Don't know why, but it did. Um, and Van Helsing is getting a sci-fi treatment. <laughs> cool. <laughs> but the big news on this list, and this is for September 30th on the Netflix, Mr. Luke Cage is releasing. So mm-hmm. I will be completely unavailable from the 30th to approximately the 2nd. That's what I'm guessing. I could I could probably binge the rest of that in that time frame. I think I could. Uh, uh, challenge accepted. The really great thing about this is, and we'll put this link in the show notes, is I think every fall this happens to me where I'm like, all this new stuff is coming on, all these shows I like are coming back, and I'm trying to keep track of when everything's on, what day everything comes back, and I can never do it, and this mm-hmm. wonderful website called TV Line put it all together in a beautiful calendar and we thought that our fans would probably be able be be grateful to have this little resource. So here it is, I, I, a little gift wrap for you. Absolutely. I am literally reading that calendar as I do this report because there's no goddamn way I'll be able to remember all of this stuff. You're I actually welcome. printed it out and started highlighting because <laughs> I'm a nerd. Put it, put it into our Google calendar. <laughs> uh, well, that's it. That's all I got. News Go related. Home. That's it. <laughs> I mean, I think that was a lot. We covered a lot of CW. They got a lot of love this year, this week. I think we, we like them a lot. We talk about them quite a bit. So, Ooh, Crazy Ex-Girlfriend's coming back. Coming back. Nice. Yeah. Did you watch the first season of that? I watched half of the first season, and then I realized this is supposed to be a musical. Oh, uh-huh. I thought it was just some sort of weird thing, like she was dreaming or something. I didn't like it. Oh. <laughs> I'm I, I'm it's on my list to uh to catch up with that once I catch up on uh Jane the Virgin. That's gonna be my next thing. Mindy Project is getting season five on Hulu. <laughs> and, and yes Two Broke Girls. <laughs> yes Thank God. Yes. Chris. Yo. Got a spiel for me? Yeah. I'm just sad that Kat Dennings won't do good things. but if you're not too depressed about Kat Dennings not doing good things you can get in touch with us at mail at geekade.com as well as all flavors of social media that we inhabit you can like us on Facebook with both the Geekade page and the this week's episode page you can find us on Instagram at Geekade you can subscribe to our YouTube and Twitch channels for our latest and greatest video content and you can follow us on Twitter at the underscore Geekade or this show specifically at Twepcast you can also find us individually on Twitter. I'm at Geekade Chris. That's Geekade K R I S. Evan is at Geekade underscore Evan. And Karen is at Shoot underscore the underscore moon. If you're interested in more information about anything we discussed here tonight, be sure to check out our show notes. And while you're at it, you can also subscribe to this and any of our other wonderful podcasts on iTunes. Or if you're super nice and super cool, you can leave us a review. Because any and all feedback is welcome and appreciated. Again, always remember to keep your eyes on geekade.com where we post something new every single day. And one more time, another quick PSA on August 20th. That's this weekend. 
Geekade will be hosting a 24-hour Twitch stream charity fundraiser called the Pain in the Assathon. A whole group of Geekade staff will be playing video games that are considered a pain in the ass for one reason or another in order to raise money for the Colon Cancer Alliance, and they will be doing so for 24 non-stop hours. Again, that's August 20th, starting at 10 a.m. on the Geekade Twitch channel, so if you've got some time, please head over, donate a few bucks to a good cause, and watch us suffer through some truly difficult games. Make our pain their gain. Back to you, Evan. Thank you so much, Chris. Yes, we are very excited and very happy to be tied in with the Colon Cancer Alliance. It, they did a nice little piece. Kudos to you, Chris, for doing that that interview. You did a very good job. Thank you. Um, yeah, we're putting a lot of effort into it, and I hope we hope uh, to raise a bunch of bunch of money. You know, do what we can to help those that need it. So that's it, people. From uh. all of us. Do we want to talk about next week's episode? Oh, sure. I keep forgetting (laughs) that we're doing that. Karen, it's your turn. (laughs) Yes, next week. If you would like to get yourself prepared for next week's episode of this week's episode, then I suggest you head on over to Hulu. Fire up the old IT crowd. Season (laughs) 1, episode 6, Aunt Irma Visits. And we'll see you next week. (laughs) From all of us here at this week's episode, I'm Evan. I'm Karen. Clean up this mess. Good night. Isn't that it's what we're 20- aiming for? Yeah. Yeah, but I thought it was like it was like a 24-minute episode of the show. <laughs> yeah, but you were talking about it. Yeah. Hey, hey, <laughs> hey, hey. <laughs> asshole. Listen, you, Mr. You can't go lobbing meatballs at me. <laughs> <laughs> Uh-huh. Good times. We're funny. Yeah. Just feel free. You'll get your shots back in when I make you guys watch Dragon Ball. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Are we good? There's just a plane going overhead really loud. Can't Are you sure that? it's going overhead? Are you not sure? Is it not I, coming I through your living room? I can see it out of my window. It looks like <laughs> really low, but we live really close to the airport, so. Okay. All right. Now we're, now we're clean. Crystal clear. Like Woo-hoo. Crystal Pepsi. Ew. I heard that came back. I want to find it. Ew. Just cause. Weirdo. I got the final countdown stuck in about seven different employees' heads today. (laughs) And this concludes our broadcast day.